Well, I'm just happier than a pig in mud. I'm excited. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm. 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 Here I am. Here you are. Yeah. I mean, we're not. We're not in the same room, but we're here, respectively, like where you are and where I am. Sure. So I guess. I guess to to pull the curtain back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only been. We took a one. We took a. The show took a one week break. Yes. Uh, which we. Uh, the show returned from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, with kind of like a quasi episode. It was kind of like a spot filler. I mean, it's still episode 151. Yep. Um, but you weren't there. No. So it kind of feels like. It kind of feels like just a slight step up from the 1917 episode, which was just you. <laughs> Um, right. so at least I had like a co-host, but it's right. still, it just wasn't, you know, yep. it just, it's us, man. Um, what I'll say, what listen. I'll say, what I'll, I'll, I'll digest what, pardon me, I'll translate what you said. It was All a right. solid episode. It sounded like you guys had fun seeing a movie in the theaters, which is great. And oh I agree. Goodness, it wasn't it was... you and I, and I miss you as well. Yeah. See, there we go. Now look. <laughs> Um, so the show only took a one week break, but we actually haven't, we haven't talked to each other in like three weeks. I mean, we've like, yeah, we've communed a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, like I we sent haven't, you that, we haven't, like my lawyer sent you that letter and like communicated to you, but we've, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm we've, thinking we've it, talked th- through attorneys, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's been like three weeks. I'm just doing count. I think it might be. Yeah. Okay. It just feels like longer, but I think it's like three, like three and a half, three and a half. Yeah. But regardless, it's been right. a few weeks. And, and and it's time. Why has it been three weeks, sir? <laughs> well, I, and not just I, my family has welcomed a second child into our family. So it's been Which twice. It's fantastic because the kid had only been knocking on your back door for about eight weeks saying, <laughs> please, sir, feed me. And you were like, I don't know who you are. And then finally you're like, okay, okay. Come on in. Come on in. You have a British accent. Come on in. You, how how dangerous can you be? <laughs> <laughs> there are never there are no criminals in England. I'm sure. No, no. But yeah. No. So yeah, you guys, you, you had your 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 a dad again. Yes, twice twice the chaos, half the sleep, as they say. That's so exciting. I still only uh, I need to I need to put more stuff on this this thing because i still only like the only response i can give oh no don't to do you it. being a father again oh, no. is ah! which is not <laughs> you know it's not yeah. really it doesn't it doesn't fully capture <laughs> what i'm feeling i don't but, know if it captures it at all no but no and but, it is uh, the people that's fine is the listener who's uh heard the episode 150 can attest that sound bite was used sometimes on key like when it was funny and then so other times it was like we needed a sound and that's all we had so hey there it was i think the word i think the word gratuitous comes <laughs> to mind right right but uh hey listen okay so not only are we back but so is uh our vote oriented episodes yes um Le- let me we our yeah. second visit to 1999 yes the first one where we did the matrix the matrix came out on top this was the second vote where we gave some 
stellar options from 1999. And like we've talked about in episodes past, some of these years we're getting into now are just so loaded that, heck, we can't listen to all eight, eight or watch all and review all eight films. But it feels like with the need, we have to double up some votes just because there's so many what we consider stellar, stellar options. Yeah, I have a question. I might have an answer. Do you think the reason why there were so many great films in 2019, not 2019, 19, why did I say 2019? 1999. Mm. Do you think the reason there were so many great films in 1999 is because of the Y2K, is because of computer failing paranoia, and everyone was like, well, (laughs) this is it. (laughs) Better, you know, if we're going to put out a great film... This is the moment. <laughs> it's because after or, this, we're all going to be cavemen and stone people and stuff. It's now or never. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So we listen. I want to say we, we had. So there were four options. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Iron Giant. There was Galaxy Quest. Yep. There was. Something else. Bi- Bicentennial Man was for sure. Bicentennial Man, which I I was really rooting for because that is an it's an amazing film that not enough people have seen or are aware of. It's a, like a life changing movie. Um, that, so hold, I, I didn't expect up. it to win. That is, I have not seen it, so I fall into that camp. But that is a pretty bold statement that I from gauging is, your voice and tone, I stand like, by it. Yeah, you're not like that's not just a joke or a whim. Like I'm. No, no. Genuinely intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. and 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 super up your alley. Like <laughs> you and the missus should sit down. I think I think you would both thoroughly enjoy it. Wow. Okay. Thoroughly. Okay. Um and then what was the other one? Oh, oh. Oh. It was one of your options. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. Put forth. Was it? Mm. With did it have Richard Greer in it? Oh, was it run? Might have been Runaway Bride. Might have been. Might have been. Either way, whatever it was, how 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 did that one perform? I, you know, <laughs> you know, not so hot. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't get a single vote. I don't think so. No. Uh, but Galaxy Quest did, and I am perplexed. Okay. I'm, Can I hold the phone? I'm, I'm, I- I am confirming. Yeah. I think it was Runaway Bride because it was from 1999. I will not say okay. that it's change your life worthy as Bicentennial Man, but I will say I had heard of it a lot throughout my life. It's just kind of like a cult classic film. It has Julie Roberts in it. And I watched it and I was not disappointed. That's all oh, I it's, It is an excellent film. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I will. That's it's all excellent. I have to say. Um, yeah. Uh, so Galaxy Quest won, and I'm a little, I'm shocked. Hmm. Um, because I did not think, I, I, when, when the vote went up, I thought to myself, I can, I can go ahead right now and make the, <laughs> make the thumbnail for the episode hmm. And I can slap the Iron Giant logo on there. Really? And and we're just... Yeah, and I don't know... Because listen, I Iron Giant is... Anyone I talk to about the film The Iron Giant mm-hmm. 
like talk about it like it's the holy grail of 90s animated films it's like this huge hmm. cult following everyone oh god the iron giant it's so i saw it in the theater <laughs> it was one of the few movies that like as a kid i went to go see it was either in the theater or the drive-in or something but i saw it like when it came out and whenever i tell people like that they're like holy cow you're one of the lucky few because i guess like nobody went to go see it really um but then it just blew up afterwards. So I <laughs> thought for sure that it was a total shoe-in. Huh. Um, and it wasn't. And Galaxy Quest won, yeah. which I'm excited to talk about because I feel like it's a weird movie. Yeah. Not just like you, not just like you sit down and you watch it and you go, oh, that was weird. Um, <laughs> but like... It, but just like a like as as a, a film that exists, it's odd hmm. because it feels like a it feels like a quasi low budget film. In some that, in some ways, in some ways, it feels like a lower budget film that has that that has you know no real like it doesn't feel like it almost feels it almost feels like something that could have been like a direct to video like maybe oh, yeah. it didn't go to the theaters yeah. type of thing yeah um or like a like some some crap that Netflix <laughs> would put out now as a Netflix original <laughs> right do, do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. when oh, yeah, when yeah, yeah. adam sandler struck that deal and he oh. did like the ri- ridiculous six or whatever it is yeah um yeah so it feels like that but it has Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. and Alan Rickman yeah. and Sam Rockwell Ooh. and Tim Allen Ooh. and, 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 and the list just goes it on. And does, it's like, yeah. this is a, stu- this film in cast alone yeah. must have cost a fortune. Well, and here's where I'll uh, s- and, step and so in. it's just odd. And the one thing I'll step in and argue with you, or not even argue, just like, help redefine how you're labeling this movie it's not even that i'd label it a low budget film which because i agree with everything you just said i would say it's more so a film that blew up its casting budget like didn't even like just go over a little bit like they just blew the doors off and then they said crap we don't really have money to hire like a screenwriter and like you know like everything else that you would need (laughs) to round out a movie it's like it's all cast and the rest is like degrade like there's there's no it's it's not it, there's no like big it's not a great story. I mean, it's a great premise. It's a great sure. synopsis. Yeah. Uh but there's it lacks heart-filled moments really. It lacks character development. Like and that's a, it it lacks character growth. Hmm. Like Tim Allen's character starts the film out as a self-obsessed dick <laughs> and ends the film he gets lucky and but he doesn't have this like oh i've been a self-obsessed dick moment he literally his redemption you can't even call it that mm-hmm. is just that his show gets picked up again so he can go back to being a movie star hmm like he doesn't actually grow. He doesn't improve any. 
I, None of them do. None uh, of them start out in one place and then come out of it on the other side going, oh, like, honestly, the person who has the most growth, the the coming of age story in this film <laughs> is the friggin' alien commander who's like, <laughs> turns out to be the one, you know. So, mm. I mean, Tim Allen learns a lesson about not lying. There's a moment where he's forced to come clean about the fact that he's not actually a commander. Mm-hmm. But but he's kind of forced into that. And so I don't know that it's actually even a growth moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think there's a large measurable growth of like here is A at the beginning of the film then here is B at the end of the film and we see some rounded right. out or some lessons learned. I would say for all the peripheral characters like and that I'm including like Sigourney Weaver and like all of the side characters. I don't think there was a huge change. I think just overall and mostly with Tim Allen, but overall there was just a general grounding out that they went on this journey and they were kind of humbled by first. It was just how much these other species appreciated them. And there was a bit of embarrassment because they were, yeah, like you alluded to, these other species didn't realize that they were fakes. They were phonies. So I think it started off with right. a, a, an embarrassment, but also kind of like a, a pride thing that they were like, hey, at least someone likes us. But then I think there was a bit of a rounding up by the end of the film that they said, okay, like they, they grew as human beings to care for these people and put themselves on the line. And so I would say there's right. some growth. There's some change as characters. And specifically for Tim Allen, like he... There's that scene at the beginning where he's in the bathroom where just random fans are just ripping on him and making a mockery of like his career and what he does and just just absolutely just not they just annihilate him without him knowing that he can hear them. That he's a has-been. That he's a has-been. And the one thing I'll say is like I feel like that's usually in most films like a second or third act thing where that realization comes in and I thought it was refreshing and kind of unique that this happened like literally 10 minutes into the film like the opening credits had barely just finished going off screen he he has a he and I mean it ironically because it's the same actor <laughs> but he has a Buzz Lightyear realizing he is just yes. an action figure yeah moment yeah and so there was something about that where I thought that was refreshing from a storytelling perspective to get that out of the way earlier on versus having to watch someone be a jerk for an hour before they kind of learned. And so I guess right. rounding that back to the character development, it was refreshing to see that happen like almost immediately. So then he could kind of start his journey kind of gradually and slowly. But then I felt that by the end, I agree there wasn't like a mountain of change with him and then sure. his assistance, but I would say there's some where at least they had some empathy for someone else and put their kind of egos aside and said there's a bigger picture here and there was a bit of a redemption for leaning on fans that they poo-pooed earlier and just kind of... There were, there were some small incremental yeah, growth. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and is that is that a young... Am I completely out to lunch, or is that a young Justin Long? So you're not out to lunch, and my I don't have any trivia this week, but I do have, like, in the form of a question. But I've got trivia in, okay. uh, hey, here you go. So th th this actually ties in quite right. So you're right. This is a young Justin Long who made his debut cinematic appearance. But also... Aside um, from being... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, aside from being a chipmunk, whatever happened to him... Yeah, 
comparatively, like he's a well-known Hollywood face and I'm not poo-pooing his career by any means, but there's not a lot of alignment with films that he's been in and films that I appreciate or know that well. No, yeah. He he did a couple of crummy comedies. Yeah, he's been and... he was a pivotal character in a, the one of those rom-coms that had 20 people in it. I think it's She's Not That Into You where you know. Yeah. He plays someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so he did that and then he was the Mac in the Mac and PC commercial. He was <laughs> that like the made, cool Honestly, and this again, Sexy I'm not sliding him. Guy. Like he's made it leaps and bounds ahead of anywhere I'll ever touch as, as far as Hollywood cinematic careers. But I think that might be like the height, just because it was such a oh, profound. Got, like yeah, that's a, all of his notoriety. Yeah, like that was a very cool is, ad. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and but, then he and then he played Al. He, I think he plays Alvin uh, in the live action Alvin and the Chipmunks films. <laughs> I see. Which, again, it's kind of like, but they've done so much to your voice. Like, had I never told you that, you'd never know it. So, I'm like, is that an acting gig? Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways. Um, And also, uh, I don't know if you caught this. You're not an Office fan, per se. But Rain Wilson made his uh, cinematic debut in this film also. He was one of the... Rain Wilson. He plays Dwight in The Office. Okay. He was one of the is, other is creatures. Is he one of the aliens? Yeah. He, he he was on the ship a few times, but he was the main spot I saw him. He was at Tim Allen's like pool deck area at the beginning when they were like picking him up that morning where he was like hungover. Oh, okay. So. I kind of want to go back and look now and see. Because he's got, he's got a relatively recognizable facial structure. Oh, like yeah. Oh, cheek, yeah. Cheek bone kind of thing so yeah, yeah I, i'd be interested to go back and, and check um, that. i'm just stumbling on a note i want to jump back one more thing about the character development yeah, I, yeah yeah and i don't fundamentally uh, disagree too. with what you said because i would say it is what it is but i would say one of the peripheral characters that had a journey was alan rickman's character oh yeah because yeah we, yeah yeah, yeah we yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. we have him deliver this line that eats away at his soul every single time he delivers it. He's 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 the definition of an actor. Like, he believes in his craft, in his art, and he kind of feels sick or at least embarrassed to have been kind of sold out to be in this, yeah. what he views as this inferior cash cow of a TV show that he doesn't really see much merit in as far as artistic endeavor. He played King Richard, damn it. Yeah. and Like six times or something. <laughs> Right. And the whole film with fans and initially with the other creatures, they have him deliver this line. And every time, like, his eyes are at the back of his head ro- rolling back. And he just, again, like, it just erodes part of his soul every time he says it. But at the yeah. end, near the end of the film, one of the others who looks up to him is dying. Like, he has moments to mm. live. And I forget if he either requests him or if Alan Rickman does it on his own accord, but he recites... He, he does it on his own. He does it on his own, okay. He recites those lines for the, just to bring kind of some closure and some, like, just some connection with that, that poor creature who's about to die. And he means it. Like, yeah. he heartfeltly believes what he's saying this time. And there was... I thought that was, a from a storytelling perspective, kind of a fun transition from beginning to end. But... Just for the context of character development, I feel like that was like one example of some depth. Well, because the guy and in that scene, the guy that's dying 
thinks like still believes that Alan Rickman is this character. Right. Doesn't th- doesn't know that he's an actor. Right. So yep. Uh, yeah, but aside from that, it just it feels like the main character, the character that is supposed to have this huge story arc, mm. at least the way I view it, goes from being a has-been mm. to uh, getting himself and all of his friggin' friends, not even his friends, they don't like him, but like no. his co-workers... Uh, getting them into a life or death situation, yeah. playing a little loose and wild with the lives of this other, like sees it as just this gimmicky thing. And then maybe kind of comes to understand the gravitas of the situation, mm. but ultimately goes from being a has been to an is again. Mm. And it just, kind of, which that, and that whole thing, I was like, why? <laughs> because they, because what? Because mm. they crashed through Comic Con with a ship, because they because they did millions in damage to this conference center. Like I don't why what caused the show? Because it's not just them all getting along again. That's not why shows are canceled. It wasn't like oh the cast members stopped getting along and that's why there was only three seasons or whatever the hell it was of this show. Mm. Uh, it's like. It, you know there needs to be and it's weird it's like it seemed like there was an interest because there's all this comic-con stuff Mm -hmm. but maybe not enough like you know what what about it Hmm. made the studio go uh yes this is a valuable ip that we want to bring back (laughs) like that just felt like uh it felt like a happy ending Mm. with no connective tissue whatsoever yeah perhaps that's fair but yeah uh, premise. So I love, as I said before, it's it's a, as far as I'm aware, it's a pretty original idea um, that you have this TV show that has been picked up in outer space by people who, by this race of people who don't get that, that, that they're, they don't understand, they'd have, they, they don't, know the concept of fiction mm-hmm. right fiction is not a thing to them um so anything they pick up on their on their you know broadcast thing is um is historical records historical documents <laughs> and they make reference to gilligan's island yeah it's like <laughs> really funny there's there's so many like actually make you laugh out loud moments in this movie there are a yep. lot of really funny moments yeah and most of them come from the alien race. I can't yes. think of a funnier, hard to keep like, you know, you watch movies. I've been I've been picking up on this more and more. I've been watching a, a I've been picking up on it in a show that I'm watching too. Hmm. But I picked up on it in this movie. So many moments where I think to myself, my God, how many what take was this? Because I feel like for the first 15 takes, every time this line was delivered or this motion happened, everybody lost it. There's no way. There's no way that even the most professional of actor was able to just completely stay straight-laced through this whole thing. Hmm. And to me, that's the alien race all throughout this. Whether it's just like the different modulation in their voice, where they're like, you know... We need your help, or like any of that stuff. It's right. just so 
it's like it's the, it's just such a great acting gig because mm. it's like we really need you to just you know th- there's no there's no other acting gig there's no other acting gig where you get to be in this big hollywood movie and act like that hmm. where you get to be over the top and ridiculous to that extent right and so i just i look at it and i go man those guys <laughs> and i just the one female there's just one female yeah. the rest are men i think yep um, For the, yeah they must have had a riot. Like, it must have been, every day on set must have been just the most stupid, ridiculous fun that any of them have ever had. You wonder. Yeah. Um, something inter- interesting I read, and <laughs> so you were talking about seeing Iron Giant as a kid. Did you see this as a kid, or did you just see it more recently in, like, adulthood? No, you know what? I discovered it uh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Like, I was mm. a teenager. Yep. Yep. Um, and I don't know if it was on TV at some point. Um, it was either on TV or it was on mm. Netflix. Yep. Back in the day, there was no Netflix. I, well, there mm. was, but Netflix was like a DVD rental service. And like um, you would get one disc and then return it and get it. You get the disc in yeah. the mail and you, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just, it, so it must have been on TV. I think we had like a digital, we had a digital cable box. And so it was kind of like having cable, but you, you also, mm. but it was satellite yep. kind of. Yep. And, um, and so you'd have like the menus and the movie channels and stuff like that. So it must've been, I think it was on TV and, um, and I think the fact that I was as old as I was when I discovered this film is partially what builds into my preconceived notion that this is more of a niche cult classic film that not a lot of people, just because I was like, Oh, how, how did I reach... 15 or mm. whatever I was 16 yep. and and have never heard of this right um because it's Tim Allen and mm-hmm. I feel like between you know as a kid of the 90s I feel like between Toy Story and the Santa Claus and our parents watching shows like Home Improvement yes um I feel like and it's in there's nothing I would say there's nothing really in this film that you know that 10 year old me wouldn't have couldn't have been exposed to Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i was just i think i was surprised that i reached the age that i was and was only just discovering it and so then i thought to myself oh well there's like no one in this movie then (laughs) and i think i think i was probably too young i would have been like i was maybe like 14 Mm. so i definitely knew tim allen yeah oh yeah and I recognized at the time I would have recognized Alan Rickman oh. as Snake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have maybe recognized. I might have picked up on Sigourney Weaver from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Um, but I was definitely too young. Like I, I, there was no way I could appreciate who Sam Rockwell was. Oh no. Um. I didn't have any, and I think in, my guess would be like in 1999, I don't know that Sam Rockwell, like, I don't know that he's 
that big of a name oh, no. at this point. Maybe even, he is. Even um, I'd have to look at his IMDb. I'd hazard a guess that even when you first saw this 10, 15 years ago, he may not have even been as big of a deal. He like really I, wasn't even that big then. I no, feel like, like yeah, like I, most of his works are like more in the recent years that are like of noteworthy. Sh- sure. Yeah. Like the Poltergeist remake and Jojo Rabbit and yes. Iron Man 2 and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I I saw it late in life. Uh, well, and you know, late I didn't see it as a life. kid. I didn't grow up with this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that maybe incorrectly, as our audience has shown us with their vote, um, my impression was it that it was a not pretty, not like bad, unpopular, mm-hmm. but just like not not a super well-known popular movie but maybe maybe that's a false pre that's a false perception just because i didn't stumble upon it Mm. until later right yep yep i i too this was the first time i had seen it um oh so why did you put it forth why why did you put this in as a vote you've mentioned it before and i know marshall has also mentioned it quite a lot so I just okay. having having this knowledge, I was like, "There's got to be a reason they brought it up repeatedly." So I was like, "Hey, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's a it's a funny. It's a good stupid comedy." Yeah, you know, I I think we'll get into what we rated at the end. I don't think I love it as much as you did, but you've seen it more years of your life than I have. And from the sounds yeah. of it, I think Marshall also likes it more just on its own as well. I don't think he grew up with it. And obviously, there's some, a cult following. So I, what I'm trying to say is, between you, the people I know, and just the general masses, I don't think I appreciate it as much as maybe the, the super fan would. But I that doesn't yeah. mean I didn't appreciate elements of it. Yeah, and I mean, you 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 might be you might be grouping me into the wrong category. Okay, here. Like, okay. If if I well wait no because that tattoo on your back says Galaxy Quest doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well it was yeah it was it was supposed to say listen anyways this college uh, yeah it was it was you know it's they were like ah oh, let's experiment it's college and I didn't know what they meant and I was like okay well um but no I you know if if i i was thinking about this while i was watching it sure there were parts of it i feel like i've there were parts of it that seemed unfamiliar mm. but then parts before that and after that that did seem familiar so i don't know if i've just never actually seen it through all the way until now mm. or i have and uh if like if i have seen it through all the way prior to this this would be the second time mm. um and then bits and pieces once or twice before that. So it's, right. it hasn't really been a big repeat viewing film for me like sure. at all. It's just, I know of it, but there's like, you know, every actor in this movie, there are two or three films they're in that I would rather watch them in. Oh, for sure. Um, yep. But no, it's I, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's you know, I'm I def I I wouldn't say I love it. Sure. Uh, and I definitely don't. Uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't deserve the title of super fan. Okay. <laughs> and I better so. be careful. Maybe I'm mislabeling Marshall as well. I would say we've said some things that we like about it. The one thing I will say is just the CGI was cute, and 
I don't mean that yeah, as a compliment. The rock monster doesn't really hold up. A few things, like even a lot of the space sequences as well, just... Well, but it's, so it's, it's I, so, I struggle sometimes, because I'm like, it's 1999. I know. It's 22 years ago. And so, like, so then I start thinking about, know. you know, and there's films that came out last year that look like shit. So I'm like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and you like, know, so we're still not, and I know, we're still not there. I don't know Star the Wars has the benefit of, like, the versions I've seen have been remastered, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not apples well, even, and oranges yeah. to say, hey, 1977, this holds up. But it, it does. I mean, well, okay, but, but, so direct, then direct Star Wars comparison. Like, sure. even then, so... Yep. <laughs> uh Phantom Menace, same year. Right. Same year as this. Right, right. Uh yes. but but so then again though, you're going like, you know Sure. Even though Phantom Menace isn't a remaster, no. it still has the benefit of industrial light and mat it's still yeah, yeah. ILM. Sure. It's still and Lucas I'm, And I'm sure there's it's some still... budgetary discrepancy between the two films. Sure, yeah. Like, you know, no one was like, oh my God, I've waited 12 years for Galaxy Quest. Like, it just wasn't, you know, no, it didn't no. have the the rumble that mm-hmm. that Phantom Menace uh, inappropriately had. Right. But, oh, oh. Um, well, just because, you know, yeah. I think everyone went into it going, this is going to be amazing. And they walked back out of the theater going, I felt like dysentery. Like, you know, it just wasn't... <laughs> The experience that the diehards wanted. No. Um, I thought it was interesting. I did some reading. Apparently, this film did some pivoting as far as what their objective was from an audience perspective. I guess there were a lot of sequences, a lot of jokes that actually got cut out because they wanted it to be more towards a children's audience. And I guess it all, you know... There's so much of the Hollywood business that I don't know that I find interesting reading tidbits, but literally, I guess, whatever, there's an, a, a competing net or a studio that it was either like Stuart Little or the Rugrats film, one of the two that they said, okay, that studio is releasing this, we need to release this to counter that. And so instead of Galaxy Quest having some more adultish themes and jokes, they cut those out and just kept them in like a child friendly and there was one scene where Sigourney Weaver and I thought I was just watching a bad dubbed TV edited version but I according to my reading this was legitimately like in theaters you would have seen this where they're in that right ventilation shaft and she she totally drops an f-bomb she goes what the f or like f that or something and she has dubbed her own voiceover and says screw that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, the lips don't line up. The lips don't line up, and apparently, like I thought, it was legitimately um, just a poor TV dub. But apparently, that was the legitimate version, and she purposely oh, like weird. didn't court like do a good dub over because she was like, "This is dumb. Like you should keep the f bomb in here." Right. Um, so somewhere out there, there's an <laughs> NC-17 edit of Galaxy Quest, <laughs> like a hard R, the Snyder cut, like. Like f bombs and blood and guts and <laughs> decapitations, and de- yeah, yeah, d- disembowelment. Yeah, listen, I was going to talk a lot more on just how well how much I didn't like this film, or as far as like I didn't appreciate the story that it was, because I feel like the story in itself is interesting, like people who are, are has beens and kind of how they develop from this and i would agree with what you said there's a there's a limited amount of growth that we see on camera but 
I won't go on that because I read something today as well that kind of changed my mind. I watched this a few days ago and my feelings have softened a little bit. So I'm feeling a bit better about the film overall. And I, I think it was Sigourney Weaver said something along the lines of it has a Wizard of Oz feel to it. And obviously quite different, not nearly the depth, but just what she meant apparently was that you have this group of misfits they are broken where they are and they go on an adventure together and they each kind of discover something about themselves and kind of complete what they were kind of missing to kind of then put aside their differences, put aside other things to kind of work for the collective. Right. And, and, you know, I, I thought there was some merit to that. Again, um, there, there, I think this film has some shortcomings and some hollowness, but for what it is, uh, you know, I'm not going to go on a tangent about it's weak point story-wise. So I, I will say that's an interesting comparison for what it is. It's, it's interesting. I would be, I would be embarrassed if I sat down with a group of people who had never seen it. Mm. And I said, this movie's amazing. <laughs> just wait, I'd be embarrassed. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, let me rephrase for, that. Or at least can I, can I interpret how you're saying it? Cause this is how I would phrase sure. it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be embarrassed, but just I would never this I think from our I think our, our interests are aligned on this. This would never be the film that we'd say, kids, sit down, we gotta watch this now. Sure. Like or or you know, and and if we did, then rightfully so our children should never never take our word ever again <laughs> for what is an amazing film. Right. Right? Right. They would go, oh, okay, my tastes don't align with dad's because I like uh, quality. <laughs> and so, but, oh, yeah. um, but if, you know what, if you're looking for a, not a shallow film, but if you're looking for something that, that, that's not super deep, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't require a lot from you, mm -hmm. and is just kind of a feel good, adventure comedy kind of like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um in that it's funny you get to go on a bit of an adventure some stuff happens um you know as it, stuff happens like in all good movies <laughs> and uh but it but it doesn't it doesn't require anything of you really right um yep. you know you just pop some popcorn throw it on have some laughs if you need to check your if you need to check your phone during it, like it's fine. <laughs> if you have to pee, um, you're good. Yeah, I mean, it have to pee. I would still, you know, I don't like to leave the room. I would still pause it. But anyways, sure. uh, then I think this fits the bill pretty well. Yep. So, do you have anything else? No, I think I think you've hit it. I will just end it on. I think how I would describe it is I. I felt like the movie was too long for what it was trying to tell, but that's not to say there's some really? great scenes, some great moments that as a YouTube clip, I would watch certain scenes or moments again that either made me laugh or I thought, Ooh, this right. is really done well. And one of them, and I wrote this down tonight, I need to share it. And I'm, I'm wondering, I'm assuming you enjoyed it as well. Was Alan, at the beginning in the autograph section, uh, Alan Rickman, is sitting there giving us autographs and it's still when he delivers those lines and they eat away at his soul and he's just you can just tell he's just filled with loathe and he's like 
putting the sharpie on the table and like doing his autograph and then like flipping the the autograph paper to the fan right and he doesn't even move like his it's just his eyes that are glaring and yeah i can honestly see why a couple years after this he went to the role of voldemort and it was just such a beautiful alan rickman scene he, he didn't play voldemort he played snape but oh same difference why did I put Voldemort? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, he played Snape. He played Snape. And yeah. it, it was but one yeah, of those moments where I... kind of grimacing. I, it was one of those scenes that I, I loved. I loved that intensity that he, he portrayed there. But it also made me sad just because it's a sad reminder that we no longer have Alan Rickman. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is super, super unfortunate. I think it's so funny that he's like... You know, after that, he's like at home getting a beer out of his fridge, and he's still got this the the prosthetic cap on. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, but um, one thing I I'll just oh, this is what I'll end it on. According to my reading, the director was assigned to this film. His name is Parasad, I think it is. And quite soon after that, Alan Tim Allen was quickly cast as Nesmith, and apparently he also had an offer to do Bicentennial Man, which is quite applicable to our earlier conversation. So he had to choose, that is Tim Allen, between Bicentennial Man and um, Galaxy Quest. And obviously, as we know, he chose this, and Robin Williams was chosen for Bicentennial Man. So when you watch Bicentennial Man, apply that knowledge... (laughs) It would have been terrible. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, it, it would not... No, there's, there is a humanity, there is a warmth, there is a gentle touch and, and, and just like uh, deepness and heartfeltness about Bicentennial Man that could only come from Robin Williams. It's... And I'm in such a unique position. I know enough about Bicentennial Man to be intrigued, but I don't know enough to be in the loop. So I'm very intrigued. Right. Like it's, it's Bicentennial Man has a couple funny moments. It's not a comedy though. No, no, no. It is like a, it's like an Oscar bait kind of. Wow. It's so, oh my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> but cool. Cool. Scale of zero to 10, sir. What do you think? So on my scale, I gave it on, uh, sorry. And for the listener, it's been a while. I used two scales. Mine is kind of very weird not always repeatable not always accurate and then i use a second scale called marshall scale which is a little bit more grounded my scale i give it a 4.4 out of 10 to me that means i would watch this movie if i was you know streaming it on something but i don't need to buy the gold platinum edition i don't need to see it in a movie theater on marshall scale i gave it a four when i i ranked it i think i've warmed up enough i think i could give it a five but as we've talked about, this movie was interesting. It had some moments that I really enjoyed. But as a whole, I just don't, uh, maybe I just didn't really appreciate it to that maybe the way some other people do. Sure. Mm. So, five, five, 4.4 or 5 out of 10. Cool. What did you give it? I gave it uh, a 6.5. So, again, you know, it's not going to change your life. You're not going to walk away from it going, wow. Um, But, you know, it's it's for what it's supposed to be. I think it does a really good job. There's there are certainly worse options. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. What'd you watch this week? All right. So, I watched two things. The first is I jumped aboard and I watched the movie Jungle Cruise with uh, (laughs) Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt. I heard it's a flop, man. You know, I don't think so. And not that I'm actually here to tell you, you know, I'm not knocking on people's door asking if they have time to talk about Jungle Cruise. I I think I just had a tempered expectation that I was like, listen, I'm just in the mood for something fun, a summary movie that has The Rock doing funny things in action scenes. And that's exactly what it was, you know. Um, So I I got what I went in there for. Um, Yeah. It, it was what it was. I, I, you know, I had some, if I had to say there were some critiques, it was way too CGI heavy and maybe a little bit too fantastical, like action sequences for me, I realize are just going to be fantastical in films or else they'd be boring. But I, like when river boats are like hopping out of the water with acceleration and like going through buildings and then blow, like driving somewhere else, I'm like, okay. Stuff like this is just a little bit silly for me. Like, let's let's just ground it a bit more to have it a bit more realistic. But, um, for what it was, it, it was fun. It had some critiques, but I, I, I'd say it's like a 5 out of 10. Didn't, didn't mind watching it. The other film I watched okay. was far more intellectually chosen. I had, a, I had an agenda watching it. I watched the 2000 film Aaron Brockovich. Oh, and it was a good film. It has the famous Julia Roberts. Um, it has Aaron Eckhart as a ponytailed motorcyclist. Yeah, I like every scene he was in. I was like, wait a minute, who are you, man? Like, whoa. Um, yeah, it, do- it just doesn't quite fit the bill. It doesn't quite compute. He did. He did it well, but it was just didn't fit the bill. Have you seen this film? Uh, yeah, I, I, the first time they showed it to us in school. Oh, sure. I can't remember what the motivation was. Probably water poisoning or some such. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I watched it. It was a good film. I gave it a 7 out of 10. That's respectable. Okay. That's solid. Yeah. The reason I watched it, and I enjoyed every moment of it, I might even watch it again in the future. Again, I'm, I'm, I liked it as much or more than I should have. So I'm, I'm going on record. It was a good film. It was not, however, better than Castaway. This movie oh, received yeah, an Oscar nomination for best film while Castaway did not. And I, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. And again, I, I don't know if it's the politics behind it, uh, as far as the Hollywood scene of why, who and why gets nom- who and why get nominations and all that stuff, I'm not sure if it's even a playing benefit of the doubt that maybe even at the time Castaway was not as well received or you know went over a lot of people's heads and it took some time for them to say, "Ooh, you know what? This is actually intellectually or artistically impressive." But regardless, loved Aaron Brockovich, good movie, but nowhere near is deserving an Oscar nod. Or at least nomination nod as castaway. So I'm a little little upset about that. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't belong in the same conversation. Yeah, and you know, it's not even Aaron Brockovich. There were two other films that I even just have no interest in watching that also got Oscar nods that I'm like, listen, I liked Aaron Brockovich and I don't think it should have got a nod. Why are you two here? 
Oh, sure. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. And uh, that is what I watched this week. What did you watch? Um, I So I watched one film. Actually, I mean, it's been several weeks. So <laughs> I watched... Uh, um, but I've only watched one movie in that time that huh. isn't, you know, a part of the movie going anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, wa- I rewatched Black Widow. I oh, saw wow. that. Okay. Again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but next week, next week I'm going to have so many more things to tell you about. I got a, a movie-heavy couple of, you know, movie-heavy period coming up. But <laughs> I have been still trucking through 24 and I, since we talked last, I've probably knocked out about another season and a half or two seasons of Friends. Oh, whoa, nice. Yeah. So, nice. trucking along. Spoiler alert, Ross and Rachel have broken up, and Ross maintains that they were on a break. <laughs> and that's, that's an interesting, you know, talk your ear off about that. Oh, Sir, no, no. wrap us up. Well, thank you, listener, for spending your time with us, spending your evening, your afternoon, your morning, whenever you decided to watch or listen to us, I guess. I'm not sure why I said watch. Thank you for joining don't listen, us. Don't listen to us in the morning. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> this is this is no... You just, 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 just... Actually, maybe that's the perfect time. Because hmm. you should be spending your evening watching movies. Never mind. Re- <laughs> erase what I said. Yeah. Listen to us in the morning. What the hell's the matter with you? Please, please, please like, follow, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out the links below. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you for all our top-tier Patreon supporters like Daphne, like Brenna, like Marshall, like Andrew. Thank you for supporting us, for helping keep the lights on. And um, just uh, thank you all for just joining us. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. And um, until next week. Until next week, never give up. <laughs> and beyond. I, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so bad I'm so bad at Tim Allen catchphrases. Hmm. It's tool time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>